Burkina for Your Thoughts was filmed, recorded, and produced on the lands of the Bidjigal people of the Uyghur Nation. I acknowledge that this podcast was made on what always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Hello and welcome to another episode of Wakina for Your Thoughts. I am your host, Lowell Wakina, and today... Whoa. You know, haven't planned that far ahead, not gonna lie. I am a little bit rusty um, because, you know, to the negative three people that listen to this podcast, you will be very aware that I have not updated in a while. Have not updated in a while. Let me check how long it's been. Probably an embarrassing amount of time. Wow, 19th of February, a full month? I have not updated my podcast in a month. And you know what? I'm going to call it a hiatus. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I was on a hiatus. And now I'm back. I am, I am back. I am back. I am back. And... I know I say I'm going to post the videos, but I never do because it's so much. It's so much. Like, editing the audio is already an ordeal, but then fucking the video, like, I filmed them. I'm looking into a camera right now, a camera that is propped onto a brand new tripod I got um, because I was tired of having it sit on... A pile of my video games. So, that's where we are. I'm talking to a camera, recording footage I never really used. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Fuck, it's just a lot. It would be so much easier if my camera didn't only record in half an hour increments. Like, if I could record... Because I I record the entire episode in one take, if (laughs) that hasn't been obvious enough. I literally just do it all in one take, edit the entire file, and then upload it. Like, if I could do that with a video file, if I could do that with a video file, that would be fucking mint, dude. Fucking mint. But then again, my Canon is six years old, so... Um, I don't know, maybe there's been an upgrade. I ordered a $4 Canon camera remote control because it's, like, reaching out to, like, redo the, like, to start filming again after the half an hour's passed. It's just, it's too much. Am I lazy? I don't think so. I think I'm just really fucking over it. You know... That's interesting. Like, laziness doesn't exist. There have been a whole bunch of, like, interesting studies into it. Am I going to talk about it? No. Um, definitely not. I have a tentative idea of what this video is going to be. Video, podcast, wow. Honestly, does anything even matter anymore? Does anything even make sense anymore? Um, are we even recording? That's a great question. Are we recording? 
Yes, Ria, I checked and the red light is flashing on my Zoom. So this has been a very chaotic introduction. I'm so sorry. If this is your first episode, I apologize. Is it much better than the rest? No. Is it, you know, more chaotic than the rest? Arguably, no. I have put some shocking content out into the universe. So, what have I been up to? A lot. I've been up to a lot. And this episode, I'm probably not going to talk about any of it because I am in the middle of a sweet, sweet vacation from social media. Now, for a bit of context, I'm probably going to have to explain my relationship with social media specifically over the past couple of months, but also explain why I'm still using some social media platforms and not others. So, a couple of weeks ago, actually, you know, maybe, nope, that's not how math works, definitely a couple, two weeks ago, um, exactly two weeks ago, because I'm recording this on Saturday the 20th, on Saturday the 6th was Mardi Gras, and I was quite heavily involved with planning the community-led march on Mardi Gras. That date will be seen into my brain for over 2 p.m. Taylor Square, 6th of March 2021. Holy shit. So, I helped put that on, and I did a lot of work for social media. So, I did a lot of um, designing assets, posting on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. I did a lot of copywriting. I just did a lot of scheduling and content creation and moderation. It is just a lot, my guys. It is a lot. It is is very overwhelming. And, you know, putting on a rally that 3,000 people showed up to that the cops took to court in the week leading up to it, the Supreme Court of New South Wales, well, it's, it was just a lot. It was a lot. So I just was dealing with a lot of anxiety, as were other organizers leading up to it. But because of the nature of the work I was doing for the rallies, so doing a lot of socials, my entire social media diet, let's say, had to do with this. You know, it had to do with press releases and like, infographics and all of this stuff, and it just became overwhelming. So, social media wasn't just the, you know, area that a lot of my work was going into. It was the medium facilitating all that work. So, in the week leading up to this rally, I had, you know, to be flitting between at least four to five different group chats to, like, stay up to date with everything for this march alone. And that was fucking stressful, my guy. That was a lot. It was, whoo, very overwhelming. And, you know, thank fuck it ended up being a great rally. It went so much better than I ever could have expected. 
bumped into a bunch of people that I did not expect to bump into, but, you know, for the most part, it was just great. It was a great rally, and it ended up being, like, so good. It went so well. It was literally, like, the first rally that I could say I planned. Um, I didn't plan the whole thing. Just, like, you know, I was one of the organizers. Like, this is the first rally I could say I organized, you know? And that's, oh, you know, exhilarating, a lot of adrenaline, but also, holy fuck, very overwhelming. So, after all of that, um, I had a bit of a bender, not gonna lie. However, we were fine by the next day because a bitch doesn't get hangovers. But I still had stuff, so that was on Saturday, but I had stuff on Tuesday and then Wednesday I needed to prepare for outside of uni, right? And, you know, the, it, oh, it is just so overwhelming. So overwhelming. So I made the choice about a week ago to just deactivate all of my social media. You know, I, because every time I looked at my phone, I had at least 20 notifications from my group chats and group chats and group chats. And it was just getting to a point where I could not extricate anxiety from social media. So I decided to just deactivate as much as I could. You know, I stopped using everything quit stuff cold turkey i made a couple of posts on like facebook and instagram letting people know i was deactivating so they wouldn't fucking call the fucking cops and the cute care team on me because i have had those bitches try to break into my house and that shit was traumatic but i was just like hey letting you all know i'm going offline please don't contact me i just like i need a fucking break you know, I've been doing, like, activism shit nonstop for four months straight. Like, oh, it is, was it, yeah, like, four months straight going from one campaign to another to the next. Like, there's no stopping, no breaks. And, you know, all the activism stuff was you know, overwhelming enough as it was, but I was dealing with a whole bunch of other shit around that. Like, I had to deal with, like, visa stuff, potential deportation stuff. Like, it was like, oh my God, there's just so much. I'm not going to talk about it because I just don't want to think about it at the moment. It's still, like, really fucking fresh. So... Um, I'm not going to talk about that, but like, that's just being brought up to contextualize why I needed a break from social media, right? I just, like, I just needed to be by myself. I needed to be with myself. I needed to fucking chill, dude. I needed to be able to breathe. Like, I felt like I couldn't breathe, you know, especially in the last, um, week or two leading up to me stopping my use of social media, so, yeah, um, I deactivated a whole bunch of stuff, I deactivated 
Instagram first, um, which was a huge relief. Um, and then I gave Facebook a couple more days. Like, I deleted the apps from my phone, but I still um, needed them to, you know, um, I was planning a birthday party. My birthday is in about a week, so I made a Facebook event, and I just wanted people to, like, see the event before I deactivated. So, you know, as of, like, I think exactly one week ago, everything's been deactivated, and I I got too scared to deactivate my Twitter accounts because um, people I know have, like, had their accounts fucked with when they reactivated, so I just deleted the app. So I got rid of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Messenger. Like, those were the big four. Those are the big four. Like, I had to get rid of those, you know? Like, I was done with that. So I deactivated all of that. However, <laughs> um, I kept TikTok. And I have been using TikTok exponentially more since. And, you know, just to reflect on this kind of, like, social media detox you know i don't like using diet culture terms just like this break from social media i am so much less anxious you know i'm still really fucking anxious but like so much less anxious i love that i'm not easily accessible to people anymore like i love that people can't just shoot me a message um and if they try, like, they can't even find me, bitch. <clears throat> I'm out. I'm disappeared. But, yeah, like, I love that shit, you know. I'm naturally an introvert. I fucking hate dealing with people. So being able to just, like, take a break from everything and only talk to the people that, you know, like, that just, like, want me to get better and want me to feel better has just been so good been so refreshing i've been able to have conversations that i actually do enjoy having now like you know like i don't have to get into conversations with people just because i want to ask them for something just because i need a favor or because i'm getting back to them because they need a favor like all of that shit oh just like took so much out of me so now that i'm not dealing with that anymore Oh my god, like two weeks, like it's been about two weeks since the rally, but a week straight probably without social media has just been so good for me. And a part of me doesn't even really want to go back on, you know? Like, I like that shit sucks. It's so frustrating. Um, and one of my friends was like, you need to take a break from activism. And I was just like, I am taking a break from activism. And they said, two months at least. No, six months at least. And I was like, excuse the fuck you? No, I can't take that much time off. And they were like, why? And then I thought about it. I was like, hmm, I do not have a good enough answer for you. Um, but six months is still too much. Like... 
I feel like I'm just starting to get into the spring of organizing, so obviously I want to jump back in. But, you know, I'm waiting till the end of March, so I've got, like, 11 days left. Um, I, uh, this is, like, such an Aries thing. But, um, ooh, is it Aries season already? Oh my god, let's check. Um, but, like, it's such an Aries thing. But, like, I want to reactivate everything the day before my birthday. So I can, you know see everyone wishing me happy birthday we get it i'm a slut for attention fucking sue me anyway it's still pisces season but that's gonna change soon bitch that's gonna change soon and i'm so excited i'm so fucking excited but yeah i'm gonna reactivate again just so people can be like oh my god happy birthday bitch and i'll be like oh my god thanks i'm so excited yeah i'm very excited if you couldn't already tell but, yeah, just, huh. like, I spent the entire week, this past week, in my house. And, like, I already do that anyway, but I was doing stuff that I enjoyed, bitch. I was, like, I'm not going to say that thing, because that's kind of embarrassing. I was learning, like, fucking twice choreography. I don't know how that's more embar less embarrassing than the thing I refuse to mention, but I'm not going to mention it still. But, you know, I've been learning cho twice choreography. I've been making TikToks. Dude, I fucking popped off on TikTok. I don't know how that happened. But about a month ago on Valentine's Day, I made a TikTok about fucking Captain Cook and how Valentine's Day... Is the anniversary of his sweet, sweet death, baby. And everyone around the world should celebrate it for that. And Jesus, that shit popped off. I got 20,000 views on that as of like an hour ago. Which is insane to me. It's insane to me. And then now I have like almost 600 followers on TikTok. Which is wild. Which is wild. God, I love not being shadow banned anymore. Um, but, oh my god. It was just... Like, it's just been so fun. You know, making TikToks. Having people I really admire on TikTok follow me. And like my stuff. And comment on my stuff. Like, I've been able to engage in social media in a way that doesn't give me anxiety. And I, like, I fucking like this. Like, I love this. Like, I love having a social media platform that is completely divorced from, you know, like, my activism and my organizing. Like, oh, this is, uh, I hate this word, but, like, this is a safe space for me, you know? Like, I can find peace. I can make content, you know, TikTok has been a great way for me to, you know, be creative, because I've always liked making videos, I've always done it, that's why I have a fucking Canon and a tripod, another tripod, this is a new tripod for my desk, but I have, like, a massive one, like, I've always enjoyed making videos, but, oh, it's just very, you know, I have... Very bad case of perfectionism. 
So I very rarely post stuff I make. And then it got to a point after a couple of years where I stopped making stuff because I was like, well, that's not going to be good enough. But then fucking here comes this app that's probably stealing my data. Shout out to you, TikTok. I can make shit that's like 15 seconds long. And that's it. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh, dude, TikTok has a lot of problems. It has a lot of fucking problems. Maybe I'll do another episode on it with like someone who knows a bit more about what they're talking about. But like TikTok fucking sucks, dude. Like as a platform, it's shitty. Like it treats fat people terribly, black people terribly, indigenous people terribly, um, queer people terribly. And <laughs> your boy ticks all those boxes, bitch. Like, the first time I was shadow banned was literally because I had the audacity to be shirtless. Fucking excuse me? Like, I am, like, I, like, I'm a cis guy, and I just had, like, my nipples out because it is fucking Mardi Gras. And it got reported and taken down for quote-unquote violating community guidelines. Why? You know? Like, I'm sorry, but you let a whole bunch of other cis gays have their titties out. You know, you don't give a fuck if someone thin or someone skinny or someone muscular has their tits out. But the second someone like me does, you're like, oh, no, no, no. And it, oh, it is just so fucking gross. And like, and then I had, a, and then my next account got shadow banned because like, I was doing a TikTok dance, and it was taken down for violating community guidelines. Like, I I was completely covered. I was wearing a crop top, but, like, I was wearing high-waisted shorts with them. So, like, I was covered, but apparently, like, my tights were fucking too, like... Not my tights. My shorts were too tight or something, I guess, because... That got taken down for violating community guidelines as well. And I was just like, why? Why? So that's why I, like, this new, like, I'm using TikTok again for a third, from a third account. Because my first two got shadow banned. Like, my name on Twitter was TikTok shadow banned me twice for a reason. You know? Like, I would build a lot of momentum. I'd make shit that would, like get a lot of likes and views, and then, like, gone. And that shit sucked. So, like, I made a third account. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just gonna, like, keep my clothes on for this, which sucks. Like, I shouldn't have to, but I was like, look, I, you know, yeah, I love attention. Like, give me all the views, give me all the likes. But, like, I want to be able to connect with other people on TikTok. I want, like other queer people to be like, oh, fucking go off, King. I like your energy. And then I'll be like, oh my God, I like your energy too. And just like have friendships like that. And I never got that, you know. In the two years I've been using TikTok, up until now, I've never gotten that. I've never been able to build a community of people I've met on TikTok. That just wasn't something I was able to do. But then now, like, 
you know, I'm making different content. I'm doing like, you know, like my own spin on trends that are happening and stuff. And sure, the TikTok I made today, I had to put a shit on because I didn't want to. But still, you know, as shitty as all of that is, I finally found that. Like, I finally, like, there are people on TikTok that are like, oh, fucking love your shit, my guy. Here's a follow. And I'm like, oh my god, we're friends now? Not like actual friends, like the function on TikTok. Like, oh my god, you followed me back? And then now you're commenting on my videos? Like, fuck, I've never been able to connect with other, like, like, queer black indigenous people the way i have been and that's been so fucking exciting my guy so fucking exciting and oh like that's just been such a huge breath of fresh air compared to what my relationship with other social media platforms has been so far you know, like, I didn't even realize there was a massive women's march with, like, thousands of people until I saw it on TikTok a couple of days later, you know, I didn't even realize that there'd been, like, like, horrific, like, there's a horrific mass shooting that is racially motivated until, like, I saw a bunch of people making TikToks about it. And, like, obviously, this isn't going to be my, you know, new normal. Like, I'm going to, like, get back on the socials. And, like, it's always important that you stay updated on stuff. Like, the news and, like, events that are happening. But as someone who is almost exclusively concerned with the political climate in the here and now and, like, trying to respond to, like, all of this stuff and stay on top of stuff and provide commentary for stuff. And, oh, my God, it's just been so great to not do that anymore. Like, it's been so great to be able to be, like, you know... That's... That's not what I'm going to do at the moment. And that's been great, you know. Um... Obviously, you know, I'm going to go back to reading the news and staying informed. But I think as organizers and activists, like, like you need a break. <laughs> you need a break. You need to be able to take a step back. <laughs> Sorry, combining my <laughs> advice. Take a step back, take a deep breath, and just get better. Because the work involved in activism and organizing is devastating. Like, obviously there are moments that fill you up with, like, passion and, like, just so much, like, energy... And sometimes it, like, gives you a brand new outlook on life, which is incredible. Like, 
just because that stuff doesn't happen doesn't mean it doesn't take its toll on you, you know? Like, holy shit, I... You know, the people I was organizing with, they were like, oh, are we going to see you at the next meeting? And I was like, no, you're not. And they're like, oh, and I'm like, yeah. You know, I need a break. Like, we all need a break, you know? And, like, to be honest, this break wouldn't have happened if... Um... The people, the group I organized with didn't grow so much. Because for the longest time, it's just been like the same couple of people being the engine of this collective. And I'm not, like, I wasn't one of those people for the longest time. But then I kind of got, became one of those people over the past year. And that shit was exhausting. And I'm just like, out here, super, like, disabled and neurodiverse. And I was like, ah, fuck, like, I need a break, my guy. We all need a break. So, yeah. Um, that's kind of the entire reason behind my break from social media. I was just getting so burned out. And so overwhelmed with all the organizing work I was doing that I needed to tap out. I needed to tap out because I had been burned out for five weeks at least in the week before Mardi Gras. (coughs) Excuse me, but I was just so fucking what's the word like burnout doesn't even begin to describe i was like barely there (laughs) like i'd been like reduced to like the same five phrases i'd use when communicating with people like oh I'll get back to you later, and thanks so much, I'll follow up later. And like all of this stuff, because I was like not dealing with stuff very well. So I had to take a break, and I did. And it's only been a week now, but oh my god, the difference it's made, you know? Am I fucking recharged, refueled, and raring to go? No, bitch. Um, I might need to take another month off. Like, a week off has literally taught me that I am fucking wrecked. A week off has taught me that I am just so, so unwell. (laughs) You know, it's when you're going at a hundred kilometers an hour, like, bam, 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 firing on all cylinders... Like, you know, everything is just reduced to a series of fires that you need to put out. You know, it's just like fires all around you. Which one's the most urgent? Which one's the smallest you can put out so you can move on to the next? And when you take yourself outside of that situation, 
you know, you're just like, oh shit, you know. There are things here that have been on fire for a long time. And you've been putting out other fires because you didn't think these were important. But now that those, like, you know, super intense, super hot fires have been put out, you know, you're like, oh, okay, well, this has burned into the foundation of my very being as a human. And you're like, ah, that is not good. That is not good. That is not good at all. So, yeah, that's where I am at the moment, you know, I have been able to reassess, rethink, and refresh my relationship with social media, but, you know, that as a catalyst for taking a break from organizing, because you can't really organize if you're not on social media, has pointed out glaring issues in my personal life, you know, specifically to do with my health. And it's like, ah, this is not good. This is not good. This is not good at all. So, yeah, I've, like, I've just been so, so, like, ignorant to a lot of issues that I should have dealt with. So, I've got a lot of health issues, and that's quite fun for me. I'm not sure if I'm going to detail them in a podcast, because that just seems very not so entertaining. <laughs> But, um, yeah, like, I've got a whole bunch of health stuff I need to take care of. And, you know, now that I've had time to slow down and breathe, I'm able to be like, ooh, this is actually fucking scary as shit, my guy. Like, you're telling me that I need to do this? You're telling me that this is an issue I need to address? And holy shit, that shit is so rough, like, like, yeah, my body's failing me, but now that's not a meme? What? Like, it's actually failing me? Like, my body is actually not doing that good? I, what a fucking scam. What a fucking scam. What a fucking scam. Oh my god. So, yeah, I've, you know, to be completely honest, been dissociating for the past week, and that hasn't been good. I've been trying to regulate my sleep, but every time I think I have it, I don't. Like, I just lose the plot so easily. And it's, oof, just not, not good. You know, and like my mental health is so much worse than I thought it was. Like, I was like, oh, I'm just like super anxious because, 
Like I need to sort out my visa and I need to, you know, sort out all the stuff I need to sort out for the rally. Like I'm just super depressed because, you know, it's been a year and a bit since I've seen my family and like I'm really homesick, blah, blah, blah. But now that I've done all my visa stuff and Mardi Gras is over, I'm stuck realizing that that wasn't necessarily the truth, you know? And it's not like I was ignoring a bunch of stuff. It's just that I didn't have the capacity to acknowledge it. Like, I didn't realize that I was experiencing a very steady decline with, like, my depression, for example. Like, my depression is quite bad now. And it's really weird because, um, you know, brief trigger warning for the next minute. Um, but I had to be taken to the ER last year because I was feeling extremely suicidal and I was definitely a risk to my own safety. But that was like in response to a very intense trauma, right? That was a very intense trauma that happened and it just seemed like I, like when that happened, I wasn't able to deal with anything. So that big, you know, the big, big trauma, well, it's not big, big, like I've had worse shit happen, but that, oh, that, that derailed, you know, a bitch, that, that did derail a bitch. So, you know, this huge incident happened, and then I was just left reeling, you know, I failed last term at uni because of it, um, and that caused even more, you know, mental health issues, and it put my visa in question, and I was just, like, dealing with all of this, and... I was like, oh my god, this is overwhelming. This really bad thing happened. And, like, it's having all these consequences that are out of my control. I don't know how to deal with it. And then I was also being put in a situation by myself, not by anyone else, where I was, you know, taking on more and more responsibility when it came to activism. And I was just like, oh, okay, well... I'm going to deal with this traumatic incident by throwing myself into work. And I was like, cool, that sounds like a good idea. Um, and then a couple of weeks ago, I was re-triggered because I was forced to deal with a situation where Someone I trusted let me get re-traumatized by the person that initially abused me in a way that ended up with me in the ER. And that was, oh, that betrayal was a lot. I was like, oh my God, 
oh, like I couldn't breathe. Like when that happened, I, I couldn't breathe. I was like, oh my God, this is, whew, this is intense. And then, um, like this happened the week before Mardi Gras. So I was just like, look, I don't have time to deal with this right now. So I'm just going to put it out of my mind because I was already dealing with a lot of anxiety and like my responsibilities for the rally. And then the rally ended and I was like, oh, cool. The rally ends. And then afterwards, I'm just like left having to, you know, deal with this betrayal and I was just like, oh, oh, okay, interesting. So that's what happens. Um, and then it really hit me how traumatic that was, you know. And then I had to kind of deal with that. And then um, a lot of stuff started happening back home in Papua New Guinea. Um, there was, you know, just a bunch of stuff where I was just like, oh my god, like, is my family safe? You know, just a bunch of, like, you know, incidents of, you know, a couple of individuals just being violent and me seeing it on the news and being like, oh my god, is everyone okay? And thankfully my family was, but then, oh my god, am I going to get emotional? No, I'm not. I will, but um, not while I'm recording. But then, um, COVID started to get really bad back home. And now it's really bad. And it's been so overwhelming because it started to get really bad as all this was happening. <laughs> like, in the week leading up to Mardi Gras, I had this really traumatic thing happen where someone I thought I could trust just, like, violated that trust and I ended up being put in a situation with an abuser and I was like this is not okay I'm not okay just like having to deal with that then <clears throat> like realizing that I'm an entire fucking country away from everyone I love and everyone I care about and the fucking pandemic is really bad there and it's really bad in a way that a lot of people can't conceptualize because, you know, you can only understand if you're from a quote-unquote third world country, you know. God, I fucking hate these colonial terms. But, like, people in America, you know, even though things are really bad there, like, really bad there, like people there and in Europe and in places where it's slightly better like here and New Zealand like they have access to resources we just don't have back home like we do not have the capacity to test people as thoroughly as can be tested in most western nations oh my like we don't even know how bad it is and then my dad had to start working from home because there were three people in his office that tested positive. And holy shit, all the anxiety I was feeling because I thought my dad might have gotten COVID. And uh, he's diabetic as well. So, like, that means that he's immunocompromised. Jesus Christ, like, all of this was piling on the week before the biggest rally I'd ever been involved in. 
in happened. Oh my god, and like ever since then, I've just been like trying to recenter myself because I feel like I've been sent on a tailspin and I don't really know which way is up anymore. So, like, taking a break from social media was such a good choice because I was able to be like, you know what? The only thing that's getting my undivided attention is my family. So I've been able to, like, check up on them, make sure everything's okay, make sure they're feeling safe and positive about what's going on. I've been able to focus on myself and make sure that what happened with the Mardi Gras March doesn't happen again. You know, like, I've, I've realized that I can't just throw myself into doing work just because I feel like I need to because that isn't sustainable and that doesn't, you know, serve the larger political purpose of working as part of a collective. So, yeah. <laughs> like, that's been... I guess, like, the biggest takeaway, you know, this episode so far has honestly impressed me with how cohesive it's been, considering it's just a stream of consciousness, and I haven't made any notes about it. But, yeah, it's this entire, like, past week and a bit, has been huge for me. It's been huge for me. <clears throat> Just learning stuff and realizing stuff. And it's really shit because I'm just like realizing, oh, just because like I'm doing all this work to, you know, process everything I've been through and deal with all this trauma and like understand the root of like why my mental health is as bad as it is like that doesn't stop the mental health itself from like being bad you know like just because i'm doing like you know all that's in my power to do to understand the root of like xyz and to address issues abc like you know just because I'm putting the work in doesn't mean it's automatically going to pay off in the way I want it to. You know? Like, I thought I was doing a great job with, you know, handling a lot of my depressive symptoms. And then now I'm just like, ah, fuck. This is a time when I ask people to help me. And, you know, it's been rough, my guy. It's not been a good time, you know. I have to admit, it has not been a good time. And, um, yeah, it's just been not that great. 
it's not been that great. And you know, just because I'm feeling productive and I finally set my camera up and my zoom up and I'm recording this, I'm probably going to upload this later tonight. So it's going to be released within hours of it being recorded. So honestly, go off me. But, you know, that means that if you're listening to this when it comes out, this is a very, (laughs) very real glimpse into what I'm dealing with. And I honestly did not expect to be talking about this when I turned the camera on. But I don't know. I think it's important that I put this up just so I'm able to be like, you know what? Let's work on some things, shall we? But yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of devolving a little bit. Let's try to recalibrate. Let's recenter. Let's recenter. Let's do a bit of a recap. Oh my God, this is literally how I am during activist meetings. Oh, I hate it here. Anyway. Um, we stand organizational techniques just like manifesting in every aspect of your life. Just to do a bit of a recap, um, the past few months have been acutely terrible for me, um, but I've been dealing. Um, I haven't been dealing in the best way as I've learned over the past week, but I've been dealing. And the way I've been dealing has been, in hindsight, so much healthier. So much healthier than I've ever dealt with anything. Well, anything of the nature I've dealt with before. Like, this is a brand new pattern of behavior that, you know, may not be ideal, but is indicative of really important growth that I am actually (laughs) very proud of myself for. I could handle things very well to the best of my ability. Um, and I'm really proud of that. Um, but those things have been very overwhelming and very traumatic. Um, and I've been able to see that and address that before it gets really bad, which is, I think, a huge sign of growth like it's a huge sign of growth like the fact that i was able to be like you know what i need to get off social media like the fact that i was able to identify what was distressing me what was the source of a lot of immediate anxiety so i would be able to focus on um anxieties that were more deeply rooted like huge indicator of the of how far i've come you know huge indicator of the work I've put into becoming better at taking care of myself. So shout out to me for doing that. Um, Like shit's been tough, but a bitch has been tougher. Am I right, ladies? Um, But yeah, things have been really rough, but I've risen to the occasion as best as I could in order to address it. And I think I've done a really good job with it. I think, you know, I've done a really good job with it. And yes, I said I could have done better, but that's because I'm a perfectionist bitch. And honestly, 
if I had a therapist, they'd be like, damn, boy, you really came through. And I'd be like, thanks, bitch. Ah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the context behind why I stopped using social media, which is what I opened the episode with. And, you know, I'm just so glad I did that. So glad I took a break from social media. So glad I took a break from activism and organizing. So glad I could recognize in time that, you know, I needed to put my energy into the things I prioritized. Because, you know, I have a list of priorities in a, you know, in an order of how much of a priority they are. And sometimes when I'm overwhelmed, I don't refer to that, you know, list as much as I should. You know? So, like, that's the case with my health, for example. Surprisingly, not with uni. I've been staying on top of uni, which is, like, (laughs) so good. So good for me. Um, But, yeah. So, I know this has been a really chaotic episode. But I hope you enjoyed it anyway. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. Um, If you want to follow me online, you probably can't. Because bitch deactivated almost everything. But if you want to follow me on TikTok, I'm at Indigenous Chaos. I'm still on Twitter at um, Lohawakina. Even though I don't have the app on my phone. No, I get it soon. And I'll be reactivating my Instagram at Lohawakina in a week. Because my birthday is in a week and a day from now. So I'm going to reactivate it in a week. So people have a day to start tagging me in these birthday posts, bitch. Oh my god. So yeah, if you're listening to this, (laughs) it's my birthday next Sunday, bitch. Get excited. Get ready to tweet at me or like tag me and like post the stories of TikToks, whatever. Um, But yeah, like, bitch, I'm turning 23. That's so exciting. Oh, that's probably what my next episode is going to be about fact that I'm turning 23 oh my god chef's kiss iconic but yeah thanks so much for tuning in thank you so much for listening um please follow or subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to them um give me a five star rating if you can but thanks so much for tuning in really appreciate it see you next time bye Wakina for your thoughts is a podcast by Lomo production This episode was produced, edited, filmed, and hosted by me, Lamal Wakina, and was scored by Richard Wakina. Special thanks to Richard Wakina for our incredible theme music. This podcast was filmed, recorded, and produced on the lands of the Bidjigal people of the Eora Nation. Podcast by Lamal acknowledges that Wakina for Your Thoughts was made on what always was, and always will be, Aboriginal land.